Live from WNUR News, I'm Brendan Preisman. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Monday, November 14th, 2022. Tonight on WNUR News, soft serve in the dining halls. Noah Kahan's new album. And Christmas music season is upon us. Those stories coming up tonight on WNUR News at 6. of the new soft serve ice cream machine brought by Northwestern to the Foster Walker East Dining Hall, better known as Plex East. While student access and operation opened in November, the machine took up space beginning at the end of October. Second year Weinberg student Daniel Min says not a lot of people knew too much about the addition. Um, it wasn't like a big of an issue from what I remember. My friends were just a little hyped about it that ice cream, the free ice cream is going to come in the Plex dining hall. But it wasn't like an issue that would last like weeks of, of joy or any issue or news or like that. The new machine offers two flavors, chocolate and vanilla. To make it accessible to all, Compass District Marketing Manager Sophia Bamiatis told the Daily Northwestern that allergen-friendly and vegan options will be made available. Students can serve themselves based on their preferences. Second-year Medill student Anita Lee has strong opinions to share. Chocolate, FTW, if you think that vanilla is better, or if you think swirl is better, just unpack that. Think about it, and just really reflect on why you made that decision. Students say their experience varied based on what they expected in advance. Um, the reviews I heard from my friends are that it's not that good. I tried it out myself. It's not like it's not like the ice cream you pay for in Seven Eleven and get that good taste from. But yeah, it's not bad. But it wasn't like ex uh, splendor or good either. I think the general consensus is don't go in thinking you want premium dairy queen soft serve go in thinking i want oat milk trying its best to be ice cream some people come from different tasting backgrounds and believe that the vanilla has flavor or even value as a human being um and you just really have to learn how to like accept that and meet them where they are. And that's been a really big struggle for me. The first experiences are always the most exciting and they usually determine whether students would go back for seconds. Lee and Min have different thoughts. Honestly, I think I was so excited that I wasn't even thinking about like beggars can't be choosers. So like the minute I knew there was ice cream, I'm like, whatever it is, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I don't know. I think I'll try it out again when I go down to Plex sometime, but I don't think I'll go voluntarily since I live up north. There are mixed reviews on the taste of the ice cream itself, but some suggest that customization can make the experience better. I was actually thinking of doing a soda float, taking the soft serve and adding Coke to it, or um, I wish Plex had cherry Coke. I think that would be really good. So. 
I was literally thinking about that the other day, thinking, why haven't I tried this yet? In terms of toppings, I think Oreo or mochi would be cool. In general, students seem to have diverse opinions on the quality of Northwestern's dining halls based on their background. Although ranked as 600th of the 1,373 best college food in America by Niche.com in 2023, Northwestern meals are appreciated and quite satisfactory for some students. Um, honestly, I don't have like that much of a a grudge for the dining hall quality. Some of my friends do, some of my friends don't, because like at the end of the day, we have dining halls, but we also have like other options like um, Norris or Franz or Lisa. Lee says she would enjoy the meals even more with the following. More plantains, more of the mango coconut chia seed pudding, cherry coke and, and Allison. No more zucchini, no more squash. More better warm vegetables. Because I can't, like the salad, I can't. I'm not built for that life. The new ice cream machine was in fact a student idea brought up as a resolution by the ASG Senate. The result was a pass with a unanimous vote. Thank you, ASG, for making this happen. After three years of no ice cream service, students finally have the option for the cold dessert. Regardless of how bad it may be, we all know that ice cream, you scream, and we'll all scream for ice cream. This is Jung and Jennifer Kim signing off from WNUR News. As she said, that was Jung and Jennifer Kim with a very sweet story on the ice cream machine in Foster Walker Complex East Dining Hall. Moving on to arts and entertainment. Noah Khan's Stick Season album has catapulted the young singer to fame. Emily Yang unpacks his position in the folk music genre and rare glimpse into male vulnerability. A quick dive into the folk music scene likely includes music by Noah Khan, a Vermont-born artist whose latest Stick Season album has been nominated for several Grammys. Beyond these accolades are songs that unpack the intricacies of love and heartbreak and recovery from addiction, all heavy topics that Khan tackles with his acoustic guitar, pigtails, and a tinge of self-deprecation. Khan's work enters the pop folk genre at a time of near-total domination by Taylor Swift. Her latest album, Midnight's, veers more toward her pop roots, but ever more in folklore set her reach definitively in folk music. unique with Khan, I argue, is his willingness to venture beyond expectations of masculinity with the topics of heartbreak, love, and loss. I spoke with my roommate and fellow Noah Khan fan, Jocelyn Council, about his impact. All right. That's better. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Jocelyn Council, who happens to be my roommate. She's been my roommate for a full year, and we are living together again by choice. Say by choice. By choice. By choice, yes. Hello. Hi. I'm majoring in civil engineering. I'm from North Carolina. Um, my music taste is kind of all over the board, just like generally people just don't like it. Um, <laughs> like the description. But like, yeah, if I shuffle, some Hamilton might play, some Drake, oh, sorry about that. Some Glee. You know, Glee definitely can come on. I don't yeah. know, just that kind of thing. So I did create the title of this podcast before I started writing it, and I'm actually not done writing it yet. But it's about um, breaking down like masculinity, like 
Because mm. I feel like you and I have talked about this before, how we think that a lot of, like, the lyrics and messaging in his music is very, like, vulnerable. Yeah. And how that kind of contradicts what we think about male artists. So what do you think that – what do you think he does specifically? Like, do you have any lyrics in mind? Do you have any songs in mind that you think kind of go against that grain? Go against the grain of masculinity, you're saying? Yes. I can't think of any examples – of like what he's doing, mm-hmm. but I can think of maybe examples of why he's of why what he's doing is so effective. Mm-hmm. If that's if that can yeah, like, yeah, perfect. on that, it really kind of like puts you into the story. Mm-hmm. Like the one about like like he had like a manic, whatever like breakdown or something like that, and now he like bought all like, all of that Lululemon oh, clothing, right? Yeah, and now yeah. he said he's suffering in style. I don't know. I think he's just so descriptive. That's what makes things so convincing. Uh-huh. I think what he does a good job in like merging like young like Mm. young words with really like not old concepts but concepts that like older people that would talk about he's like Adele in that way right like he's been through so much I mean like you look it up and he's he's 24 years old to bring up he's 25 25 right so I like that because because he'll say stuff like oh yeah I'm getting drunk until whatever with my friends but then like the message is so like old solely but the mm-hmm. words are so young and like Gen Z esque, and it's really like merging. That's true. He does like, have like Lululemon right. as an example. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and also I think that it's hard to relate to stuff that's like sad by like Whitney and like that kind of thing because mm-hmm. it's like oh they're so like old and like what I'm going through isn't like really like matter because like mm-hmm. they've seen so much more than I have because I'm so young. But him like using like those young lyrics and like so that I can kind of like relate to more with like big concepts makes my things and my life feel big as well yeah. and like validated. Oh. So like. Props to him. Okay. Khan's age is perhaps the most impressive element of his artistry. When I went to Khan's Chicago concert on November 3rd, the demographics were remarkable to me. I must have been one of the youngest attendants and can only describe the fellow concertgoers as millennials who shed their consulting attire in favor of flannels. The clips you've been hearing are from that concert, and what's really striking to me is the dedication of his fan base to memorize every painful lyric and cons, as Jocelyn and I put, smooth and buttery voice that persisted even in person. His stage presence was humble, despite the success of Stixies and the song now playing in the background. He seemed to be in awe that so many people joined him in singing this deceptively upbeat song of heartbreak and growing older. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to listen to his latest album. My favorites were Growing Sideways, Orange Juice, and All My Love. For WNUR News, I'm Emily Young. With the festive season hurtling toward us like a precisely aimed snowball, the question of how early is too early to start listening to Christmas music plagues the mind. Ella Barnes gets the scoop about what Northwestern has to say. Christmas is just around the corner. Oh, well, kind of. With Halloween coming to a close just two weeks ago, the festive season is hurtling toward us like a precisely aimed snowball. Christmas decor began arriving in the Evanston Target in early October, Starbucks dropped their holiday drink menu on November 2nd, and Mariah Carey is defrosting as we speak. All this holiday prep raises one crucial question. Namely, how early is too early to start listening to Christmas music? I went out into the Northwestern community to hear what people had to say about the question, and boy, did they have a lot to say. Uh, my name is Jack Izzo. We had some people who were vehemently against early listening. 
it is absolutely too early to start listening to Christmas music. I will maybe listen to Christmas music after Thanksgiving. Other than that, like, December. Uh, like, legitimately, I used to play a game uh, where I would try and go as long as I could without, like, hearing... Um, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I did that in middle school, and I lost immediately. Yeah, I mean, I... It's it's, impossible. It's very hard, um, which is why I think it's funny. My name's Sophie Pong. I'm a freshman theater and classics major. We had some people who were very pro early listening as well. Christmas is a worldwide holiday, and a lot of the excuses that people have for not listening to Christmas music is that it isn't Thanksgiving yet. And the thing is, Thanksgiving is an American holiday, so why are we setting the boundaries of when we can listen to Christmas music based on Thanksgiving, which is an American holiday. Why are we setting the boundaries of Christmas music by an American holiday when Christmas is a worldwide holiday? Christmas music, I love it. It's fun, it's hype, it gets me in a happy mood. Don't shut down the Christmas music people. And then we had... My name's Casey. (laughs) This. It is not too early to start listening to Christmas music because music has no season. However, it is too early to start listening to Christmas music for the sake of listening to Christmas music for the sake of the holiday season because right now it is turkey lurkey time. Tom Turkey ran away, but he just came home. It's turkey lurkey time. He's really here to stay, never one to roam. Yeah. Hi, I'm Emma Nelson. Then we have the middle ground of opinions, kind of. Do you think it's too early to start listening to Christmas music? I personally do. I'm not going to yuck people's yum if they listen to it with their headphones in, but I would prefer it not to be like on the radio, on the TV yet, or like in the dining halls, for example, because think about this. Today is November 11th, so that means we've got about a month and a half until Christmas. And just personally, I think if we start listening to Christmas music right now, it's going to wear itself out by the time we get there, and it's not going to be as fun anymore. I think, I like to, you know, give the fall season its moment, listen to some music that kind of vibes with fall. Phoebe Bridgers' Punisher is a great one, um, if I'm throwing out recommendations. Ta- Taylor Swift read Taylor's version. Um, the, these are like, I love matching music to the aesthetic of the climate. And just personally, where we are right now, it's not really giving winter, it's not really giving snow yet, it's not giving Christmas. I like to personally wait until December. After all this investigation, it would seem there was no concise answer. Listen to Christmas music in the way that makes you happy, folks, but put your headphones in when you do. For WNUR News, I'm Ella Barnes. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.21 p.m. Central Time. And once again, it's time for the B-List, WNUR News' weekly pop culture briefing. Here's Allison Rauch with more. Welcome to the B-List, your weekly roundup of celebrity mess and pop culture. This week, New Brockhampton music, Black Panther, and the 2022 World Cup. Please be advised that this briefing contains mentions of sexual misconduct. In music, Brockhampton are releasing their final album this week. The project is titled The Family. The announcement comes after an interesting year for the rap group. In January, they announced they'd go on indefinite hiatus after two London shows and their April Coachella performance. At Coachella, they teased the new album. In November, they dropped two singles, and frontman Kevin Abstract confirmed the album will be released Thursday, November 17th. Rock band The Neighborhood have fired their drummer, Brandon Fried, due to sexual misconduct allegations. 
Singer Maria Zardoya of the band The Marias stated on Instagram last night that Fried groped her at a bar. A few hours later, the neighborhood's social media accounts posted a response that said, quote, We are grateful to Maria for coming forward. We have a zero tolerance for any kind of inappropriate behavior towards women. Fried posted a statement on his account discussing, quote, problems with alcohol and substance abuse, end quote. He apologized to Zardoya, his band, and their fans. In movies, Black Panther Wakanda Forever released last Friday. The film notched $180 million at the box office, making it the highest November opening of all time and the eighth highest opening of the MCU. In sports, the 2022 FIFA World Cup kicks off in Qatar on Sunday, November 20th. It will be the first World Cup held in the Arab states. Unlike previous World Cups, which have taken place in June and July, 2022's games are scheduled for the fall to avoid Qatar's summer heat. The tournament is set to start amidst allegations of corruption in the host selection process, as well as accusations of worker abuse. And tonight for Monday Night Football, the still undefeated Philadelphia Eagles host the Washington Commanders at 7.15 p.m. CST. The Eagles already beat the Commanders 24-8 earlier this season. Philadelphia is off to its greatest start in the franchise's 90-year history and could become the 23rd team to start 9-0 in Super Bowl playoffs. The Commanders, for their part, are a game away from a spot in the NFC playoffs. That's all for the B-List this week. Check in next Monday to hear about what happens this week in pop culture. For WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. A look at the weather for tonight. Right now it is 36 degrees with cloudy skies and chances for a mixture of light rain and snow overnight. There will be a winter weather advisory in place from 6 a.m. Tuesday until 6 a.m. Wednesday. Tuesday will be cloudy with rain and snow with a high of 40 degrees during the day and a low of 34 degrees at night. Temperatures will drop into Wednesday and Thursday with highs in the mid to low 30s and lows in the 20s. Friday will offer some opportunity for sunshine with a high around 25 degrees and a low around 16. Make sure to bundle up this week. Taking a look into the headlines. Students enjoyed Refusion Shaka's annual dance performance this weekend. It featured a mix of performances from Refresh Dance Crew, Fusion Dance Company, and Boom Shaka. The night included classics like Britney Spears' Womanizer and Boney M's Rasputine. A former University of Virginia football player is in custody today after fatally shooting three football players and wounding two others last night. The shooter was apprehended, quote, without incident at around 11 a.m. this morning. The two wounded students are being hospitalized for their injuries. UVA students and faculty are paying their respects to the victims, Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry. The Democratic Party will keep control of the U.S. Senate. The news comes as Senator Catherine Cortez Masto won re-election in Nevada. Democrats will control at least 50 Senate seats, with Vice President Kamala Harris able to break ties in the 100-member chamber. The newly elected Senate will be sworn in on January 3rd. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky made a visit to the newly liberated city of Kherson. He called the Russian withdrawal the beginning of the end of the war. Retaking Kherson has been one of Ukraine's biggest achievements in the war, but large parts of eastern and southern Ukraine are still under Russian control. Kherson itself is still without water, power, and heat. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other WNUR news stories on our website, wnur.news. That's wnur.news.
www.news. Find us on Apple Pat, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our producer today is Jonah Turner, and our reporters are Youngjin, Jennifer Kim, Emily Yang, and Ella Barnes. From all of us here at WNUR News, thanks for listening. I'm Brendan Pryor. Catch our next newscast on Wednesday, November 16th at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programs.